Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past 12. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company on a Thursday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street. If you're going past, give us a wave. Early start again today due to our coverage of the third test in India. Australia doing quite well. Let's drag in the Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka laka, shaka laka, shaka laka. Now, Roochie Rooch. Yes, we, we, talk Hello, about, Kim. we talk about our lives here on this show. Now, you've gone in for an overhaul today. Are we going to have you for another year or two? Wait, no, till Tuesday. So what have you done? Just the complete overhaul? Everything. Every check there, possible? There is not a bit of me that hasn't been prodded, x-rayed, ultrasounded, whatever else they could do. And this is just a yearly thing. There's nothing we should be concerned about. Oh, it's more about. than yearly now. I'm virtually doing it three times a year. Are you? Oh, absolutely. Why? Because the kidney stones are getting bigger oh, and right. they don't move. They've got to find a way to get rid of them. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm just going to drink a lot of champagne for the next five years. Well, why not? I've got Rich? three flags to enjoy at Port Adelaide. <laughs> Crows have put one on the table for I the wasn't next happy. five years. I wasn't happy with that. Kim, they're all putting objectives up, aren't they? That's what they well, do. Well, they do that. You can't treat the supporters and the public like idiots. We well, all know everyone's trying to deliver. win a flag. Well, it's they, a given. They spell it out now. Well, What's glad, Essendon got? I'm, Essendon's going to win three in the next five years as well, aren't they? And Fremantle wants to win three in the next ten years. And Hawthorne wants to win five in the next twenty years. History shows that that is a stupid thing to say. Not for Richmond. One club. Richmond, Richmond did it very well. How many well. win three flags? How many clubs win three flags in five years? You're just setting Hawthorne yourself do. up for a disaster. Richmond do. Brisbane do. Brisbane right. do them in a row. We digress. Done it for a long time. A big show coming up, Rooch. We've yes. had a cast of thousands. We're like salt and pepper. We're into everything today. Nathan Bassett. Are. Nathan Bassett, the uh, Port Adelaide forward coach. Oh, we've got some big questions for him. Now, he was defensive coach last year. And he was forward coach before that. All right, so he's back up forward. Eventually, he'll get the midfield, I guess. Well, possibly, <laughs> possibly. Of course, Port Adelaide take on Freo, 6.40 tonight at Freo Oval. So we'll get into uh, Bass, ask him a few questions. That's 12.30. We'll be talking to him. If you'd like us to ask something on your behalf, send us a oh, text now. I think it's obvious what people want to ask Nathan Bassett. How's the ball movement going to be going inside I can't 50? kick straight. <clears throat> One trial, right? Hey, have you seen that lineup Port's put together? Interesting who they've put in defence. I haven't yet. Couple of big boys missing. Who's out? No McKenzie, no Cleary. So the big three, if you look at them, there's a three. If you think there's got to be three talls. Who's Aaliyah? getting a chance? Ollie Lord getting a chance? No, it's Aaliyah, Jonas and Burton in those roles. Aaliyah, well, Burton Jonas, Burton. Yeah, yeah. Play, play yeah, but he can play tall or small. Yeah. Uh, text coming through from Phil straight away. Here's my daily request to get Ash Woodland on. Well... Mm. 
I'm Fluff Benny. Was up and about yesterday. We got in first, so Ash Woodland will join us at one o'clock today. I've done a little bit of research, uh, Roach, yeah. and uh, you can't blame her for moving. Oh, well, I wasn't blaming her at all. No, I know. But if you're a Crow supporter... you were supporter, cut up. You were massively cut up. I don't like the principle of it, that the AFL sits back and says, we need to get this competition even. Get Craig uh, Stasevich on the phone then. Well, yes, you've got some news yeah. on that. And this applies to all clubs. And don't think it's a Port Crows thing. I'm you just genuinely don't like serious. the mechanics that the AFL is putting in well, place. Well, I just think all the hard work, you yeah. imagine, let's talk Brisbane instead of talking Adelaide. Well, Brisbane's in case a classic people think example. it's a Port Shall Adelaide we tell thing. the Brisbane disaster right now? Um, look, we'll get to that in Around the Grounds, right. but it, it's very pertinent, Rooch. Um, so you see these clubs doing all this work. They yep. get their list managers to get all their ducks in a row. And even put them on contracts. salary cap, you do mm. the contracts in good faith, and the AFL sits back, AFLW goes... We need this to be a bit even. Now, I understand it. It's short-term pain for long-term gain. Maybe it should have happened to Central and Woodville back in 1964 and they wouldn't have been down the bottom for so long. But I just don't – I feel uneasy with it. I'm very happy for Ash and the other girls that you're about to announce. But Mm. uh, I'll give you some big news on Ash. This is a godfather offer. Make no mistake about it. Well, I'll tell you now. uh, My understanding is she will be getting paid more than Chelsea Randall. And also Sarah Allen. Now, you've got multiple All-Australians there. That, that, that's serious coin. That means she's top tier. Top tier. And, yep. that's, and that's what you have to do to wedge someone out. Kim. Yeah. And good luck to her. She's well, an All-Australian herself well, and you don't get these opportunities. But, Phil, we will be talking to her. 24 years of age. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's a good play by Port as well, isn't it? That's uh, a good play by Port. To oh, think, it, 24 years of age. Uh, it's the Players right age demographic. Really fill the needs that they have yeah. at Alberton. Oh well, that's the mechanics the AFL's that's, put yeah, in place. They're, they're the rules at the moment. Hey, uh, and you know what, Kim? What I know about these situations: what goes around comes around. Eventually. Yeah. So the top four clubs are really being punished for being good. Well, they want to even up the competition. We know, know what they do. Well, that's the argument: whether that's right or not. Yes. Or the clubs that come in late, they have to just suffer pain in the early years. Is that good for the competition? I didn't, I didn't like watching Sydney the way they were mm. in that first season, Kim. And that, that was not just about – that was a big mistake by the AFL not to have a national draft. When you looked at the talent pool that was in Sydney, it was always going to be difficult for the Swans. They needed to think that one through yeah. before they pulled that trigger. Well, that's, anyway. on, that's on Sydney too as well. And I think you'll find they'll even up very quickly because I of the, so. youth, the youth I that's coming through. Yep. They're better quality players than yep. what they were seven years ago. Indeed. Uh, 12.50, Bharat Sundarasan. We'll get to the cricket very shortly. Oh, that is huge. What we is got that, that wrong. pitch doing? How would you like to bat on that pitch? When we lost love the, to bowl. Yeah, when we lost the toss route, I thought, here we go. India will bat for three days. No. <laughs> it keeps low. It I know. turns in all sorts of directions on the bounce. Uh, 1.25, we'll be joined by Nat Hurst. The Lightning played their last game of the season. Ah. And we'll be talking Adelaide United at 1.30. Roach, Mark Milligan, assistant coach. Mm. They're taking on the top side. Busy show. Yeah, so we've got a lot to get through, Roach. You, you need to be on your game, all right? right You're ready to go? Yeah. Number of texts coming through. Are you on your game, Roach? Well, I think so. I'm pointing at you with a pen now. Yeah. What have I done now? Well, you work at Port Adelaide. No, I don't. I just turn up every so often. No, well, you take their money, Roach. Shame on you then if that's the case. You know, I work well away from them. I like to have a bit of distance. Roach, you them. get down there and you spy on that whiteboard. We know that. Don't Here's a text. In. Dave from Mount Barker says, pretty sure Bass has gone back and the Chad has the forwards. You might want to check that before 12.30. Now, I asked you, Roach. I thought it went the other way around. 
Or have I been radioactive by the x-rays this morning? No, well, you can blame that or you can blame the fact that um, you spent too long in Italy and haven't done your homework. No, I'll blame the x-rays. I'm only the host, Rooch. I'm no expert. Um, oh, text has come through. How's the China strategy going? Well, what are you going to do about COVID? I understand that, but that's See a subtle still dig. Banging, they're still banking a lot of money. Yeah, that's a subtle China. dig that Port chose the money with China, which I totally agree with, well, as opposed to going for the women's competition. There's no point having a women's team ago. if you go bankrupt, is there? I know, I'm on your side there. I'm only reading it out, Roach. All right. Don't get grumpy at me. No, no, no I'm not getting grumpy at you. Awkward. Um, let's go around the grounds. You want to do that quickly? Indeed. Where do you wish to start? Uh, let's update day one at Indoor. Yes, well, India did win the toss and thought that they were going to be on a very good deck. And you know what they would have thought? They'd be batting for ages and ages and ages. They were all out for 109. Staggering. And what if they'd, the two, if, if they'd gone to the DRS with the first few deliveries yeah. off Miss Stark, first ball he had a wicket and they didn't go to the DRS, caught behind. Then he had another one in the same over. Gussies haven't got that right for a long time, have they? No, it? and India got it wrong as well. Anyway. Australia, after all the disasters it's had with the bat, is four for 156, leading by 47 as we go 47. Into day two. Now, right. how would this play out? No, yeah. well, we'll get into that a little bit later with Barat, but yeah. we need to be leading by what? 250? 250. I'm looking at lines here. Oh, he loves his cricket. 250 on that. How's that going to Well, we've got a 47 out? run lead already. We're it's going to be hard down. to build that on that pitch. 200. Come on, Roach. Be positive. Uh, South Australian Queensland, important oh, yes. game for the Redbacks. That got underway at 10.30 this morning. An update from the Gabba? Well, it wasn't an easy start because they were three for 33. We. South Australia. Yeah. Now three for 69. And the man who is holding it all together is Jake Lehman, 32 not out off 29 balls. Nathan McSweeney is there with him, three, just holding up an end, so to speak. All right. Jake Lehman's doing all the work. Well, as the captain now, he needs a captain's innings. Uh, Bumfluff Benny has just uh, written up on the computer. He's checked online. Yeah. Bass has Bass's gone defense, back to the defence and Chad has home. gone up forward. So Dave from Mount Barker, That's I'll right. let you fight that one out, but we'll double check with yep. the no, hound dog. That's what he's got. And Nathan Bassett, Hamish Hartlett defence. Midfield is Josh Carr and Luke Kelly. Forwards, Chad Corns and Tyson Goldsack. And Ruck is Matthew. Do we Lowe. need to ask Bass? No, like, I'd, I'd no, love to see the response. On... If we ask Bass, no, he's very dry. I know. Right. Um, no, that's all locked in for this year. All right, few texts coming through. Uh, hey boys, love you guys being on early in the day with a thumbs up. Appreciate that. Uh, I was a little sluggish this morning, Roach. Stayed up too late last night. Doing what? Uh, on the phone to the love. That was oh, all. Oh, well done. Long distance relationship. Uh, Roach, Adelaide Footy Club had their members meeting. What Big came one out too. Of that? Uh, a lot was on the agenda at the Adelaide Footy Club. Now, this is their theme for the next five years. So I love your appraisal on this. Earn the pride. That's, that's the big slogan. Earn okay. the pride. Earn the pride. Is that the right term they should have used? Earn the pride? Little, little corny. Earn the pride. Mm. Well, I, I guess pride comes out of, as their club song says, the mm. pride of South Australia. But have you gone with earn or build? Build the pride. You've got to earn it. I think they've earned a fair bit of it over time. Well, this is talking about the future. Mm. The current group, maybe. Of that future, these are the big ticket items they have on the agenda. To win an AFL flag in the next five years. Yep. To deliver That's the fair enough. fourth Just one. AFLW flag. Mm -hmm. To have 100,000 members. 
That's fair enough. To have their new home by 2026. That's fair enough too. How many of those will they tick off? They're all, all challenging. They're all challenging. All of them. Well, they'll have a flag in five years. Um, that's a possibility. That's mm. the toughest one. And even in the AFLW now. Oh, it's going to be what's happening. That's getting now, more difficult every year. So that's fair enough. Anything Clear else, the Rich, debt. before we go to They've the break? They've cleared yeah. the debt, but now we'll see what they incur with that new home because that's going to be an expensive project as well. New board member, Imelda mm. Lynch, who is noted at the Glenelg Golf Club. Imelda. Heard, yeah, Lynch. And the other Imelda I know of. Marcos. Yes, had a lot of shoes. A lot of shoes. Mm. Lamelda Lynch is from chairing the Glenelg Golf Club, so I dare say it won't be any problem for the Crows players if they want to have a round at Glenelg. I, I need to renew my membership. I used to, I let it slip, Rouge, when okay. I stopped playing golf. Okay. So she I love replaces you, Rod Jamison from the board. So Jamo's gone. We yep. need to go for a break, Rooch. Uh, you need to have a coffee. I want a bit more energy out of you. Do you? Sure? You sure you want more energy from me? Yeah, I want you up and about. All right. Uh, We've got a little bit more to get through. We're going to hear from Tyson Goldsack as well and Will Hamill. They were both on the Brecky Show with Bix and Walshie going along beautifully. Bix and Walshie at the moment. Yes. That's all you've got for me. Yes, I agree. Let's go to a break. We're going to have a serious chat. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 12.20 on a Thursday afternoon. We're on a little earlier today because we'll be going live to indoor at 2pm for the second day of the third test between Australia and India. We're live and interactive. 0427-154-166. That's the text line. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. I've got a text from Mark Bickley and one from Jared Walsh, both saying, Roach, thanks for the enthusiasm about how they're going. You tell me to keep it short and sharp because we've got to get to the ad breaks. You say, I waffle on too long. Well, no, I, I don't say confirmed. that. I said, yes. <laughs> I, I did a blighty. Yes. I, I say, look at the clock on our rundown. It says we have to be in an ad at 2.10. 2.10. Oh, God, heaps of time. You, 12, I could have gone on. I would have said Mark Bickley 12, is 10. one of the wisest men you can listen to 12, every 10, morning. Yeah, and Jared Walsh. If there was an award every day for entertainment, Jared Walsh would win it because he is entertained. The stuff, those videos they do yes. telling you what's going on with the show, Academy Award stuff. Right, Roach, you've always oversold it, and I can tell you why. Bumfluff Benny has gone out and got you a short black. Uh, you can have a look at this on the podcast. Have a, have a bit, Roach. Doesn't look too good. Well, we ran out of pods, so it's, uh, it's all instant coffee. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Suck it up. What did he do? Clear out the oil in his car? That won't hurt you, That is awful. That'll be good for your kidney stones. Your text has come through. Lads, lads, if Port lose today, Ken Hinckley's in trouble. That's from Costa. Oh, Costa, I've got enough bad taste in my mouth as it is. I don't need that on my mind as well. What is that rubbish? Just drink it, Roach. Toughen up. All right. Uh, now, in regards to the Adelaide Football Club saying they wanted to win a flag in five years, uh, Texas come through. Did they say we will win or we aim to win a flag? But either way, I agree with Kim. It doesn't need to be said. 
well, you should always be aiming to win a flag, yeah. shouldn't you? That's it. That's exactly right, Rooch. Sometimes hey, it might be beyond you, but you should always be aiming. Let's quickly go around the ground. So you've got some uh, more news on the AFLW, PSP. Just oh, a reminder, I Ash Woodlam will be joining us at 1pm. I think the only person who's got a sour taste in his mouth than I have at the moment is Craig Starsevich, who's the Brisbane coach. Emily yeah. Bates, who we remember... Did stay with Brisbane last year. Was it St Kilda that threw the kitchen Kilda, sink? It. I think at her. Yeah, going to Hawthorne. So what? But she's taking someone with her. Greta Bodie's going with her to Hawthorne as well. So two exiting from Brisbane, one from Adelaide, one from Collingwood to Sydney, the and there'll be more club. It's going to make the move. Clearly, it's going to be yes in it. Yeah. Emily Bates uh, is a superstar. Best and fairest winner last year for yep. the club. So you're losing your heart and soul player that plays in the midfield. Go home factor. And, yeah, Greta Bodie, uh, season seven, All-Australian forward with an enormous leg speed. So it's going to even the competition, which is what they wanted to do, Roach. Uh, just a quickie before we go to another break to get back on time. I was a little surprised, Justin Longmuir coach of Frio, has made a somewhat candid admission. So the inevitable question that gets posed to Justin Longmuir is about the exits that came from... And they were really well noted well before even the trade period began. Rory Lobb, he says, was going anyway. We all knew what Rory Lobb was up to. He was going to make the move, and that happened. The ones that probably blindsided them to an extent because they had big futures at Fremantle were Blake Akers... And Griffin Lowe, but Justin Longmuir makes the point he probably didn't spell out what that future looked like. Now, he admits there's a trap there. You put a sales pitch to a player and then don't deliver on the promise, mm. he's going to get bitter and he's going to go anyway. So he's he's trying to learn, by his own admission, how do you pitch to a player, this is the vision? This because is he, he is saying he, in hindsight, didn't have sell them the vision well correct. enough to keep those players there. Yeah, and inside him he felt, what if I can't deliver on that promise? Because then players do get bitter, don't they, Kim? Yeah, exactly. And you like, have someone like you Lloyd have experience Meek, of that. And, yeah, and coaches who say, "I will do this," and then they don't. Yes. Yes. Well, we've all experienced that, Roach. Mm. <laughs> and Lloyd yes. Meek, it would be hard to sell the fact that you're an enormous part of the club going forward when they're bringing in Luke Jackson. Good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Blake Akers, that was interesting. They just didn't want to cough up enough money for him and he'd come off his best season in the AFL. All right, stack of texts coming through still. We'll get to those very shortly. Nathan Bassett at 12.30. We'll jump into another break. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Approaching 12.30 and the 12.30 news. Everyone's up and about with the techs at the moment, Rooch. Uh, here's one for you from Chopsy. There is more spin coming out of Roochie's mouth today than the indoor pitch in India. What have I spun today? Well, we'll just, um, I don't know, numerous things, Rooch. Oh, okay. And uh, talking of spin, yeah. we were talking about Adelaide saying that they'd like uh, one of their goals is a flag within the next five years. Mm. I don't believe you need to state it. Matt from Brisbane says, imagine if South Adelaide and the St Kilda released flag-winning plans in the late 60s. But that, and that's true. But that begs the question, Kim. If everyone is doing it, bar Sydney, why are they doing it? Well, some, mar- be a, some marketing be a theme behind some why everyone's coming on with these 
we're going to deliver these strategic plans. Rich, some marketing flog is trying to justify his position. I don't know who's in marketing down at the Crows. Love, love you. That's a love bit you. harsh. Uh, did you guys come on early just to get all the commercial breaks in? No, there's the same amount of commercial breaks. I was just running late because Roach talked too long in the first break. Let's go to Tyson Golds. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to blame someone. Wow. <laughs> come on, I love you. Yeah, and don't text. We get on well. Right, he's leaving his mouth. Io voglio fare amore Do not look te. at me when you say that. <laughs> I want to hear you say it with an accent. <clears throat> Well, yesterday I did the only Italian sentence that We've I We've got know. to get you more in the vocabulary, don't we? Voglio fare l'amore con te. If you don't know what that means, it's I want to make love to you. And it's a bit, a bit creepy looking at the mustachioed root. <laughs> Tyson Goldsack talking about uh, their ball movement inside 50 to Bixon Walshy. We know we've got guys that can you know, really use the footy. So you, know, you think about your, your Dan Houston's and your Riley Bonner's, Kane Farrell's. Um, off half back, they're, they're really good users of the footy. So, the idea being, let's speed up our ball movement um, and give our forwards better chances in in open spaces. So, you know, whether that's you know guys that can get use their leg speed, or we know Todd Marshall is a really good one-on-one player. Dicko's done it for for many years, but we almost fell into a into a place where we just kick it to a long contest all the time mm. and hope to get some you know some action off that. So, this year, if we can move the ball the way we want it. Um, yeah, we should be able to you know, attack some space and, and get some, some good looks at, at goal because it's not like our conversion's been really bad. It's just we haven't been getting really good, easy looks on goal. So we'll try and improve that. All righty, we're going to flesh that out a little further. Nathan Bassett will join us on the other side of the news. Looking forward to that. And even Bumfluff Benny's copping it now for Mario. Why? I don't know why. He says Bumfluff Ben is now officially useless. Please explain, Mario. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 12.36, Kimbo and The Roots with you. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. We've got a great prize to give away to one Signet Boost Power Bank valued at $59.95. Your phone will never go flat if you have one of these just for being the best text or for giving us a call and having a chat. All right, and if you want to have a chat, the number's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Big game tonight when Port Adelaide take on Fremantle. Gets underway at six forty our time from the Fremantle Oval. As we now welcome the defensive coach of the Port Adelaide Football Club, not the forward coach, as Roach mentioned earlier. Dave from Mount Barker, you were right. We might even give you a prize for that. Nathan Bassett, g'day, Bass. Hi, how you guys going? Yeah, good. Would you rather be defensive coach or forward coach? Go for the midfield. Um, uh, <laughs> Go for the midfield. <laughs> well, well, we had a day. I think it was training a couple of days ago, and uh, Chad was getting a little bit frustrated with the way the way the was moving. And I smiled at myself and said, "I don't miss that." Yeah, <laughs> you're just dropping out a little bit there, Bass. Not sure where right. I've got you. I think you're in better shape now. Have oh yes, now? that's a that's a, a lot better. Actually, so, that, it, that was the that was the big talking point after that game against West Coast, Nate, yeah. Nathan, about. Port Adelaide's conversion and its movement of the ball inside 50. So how much work have you done that on that this week? Yeah, it's always something that we're, we're working on. I think, I think the ball movement was, was pretty good in terms of our ability to move at length of the ground and, and get it inside 50. Our efficiency is you know, something that's mm. a combination of the way we deliver it and also what those 
those guys inside 50 are doing. So there's always a, a, a challenge there. But, um, you know, I think there's there's certainly some positives in what we're doing. And, you know, hopefully with big Charlie Dixon back in the forward line yep. this week, we're uh, going a little bit better. Mm. Hey, Bass, a, a serious question for the layman or your supporters out there or even us to hear. Um, when defensive coach to a forward coach, which is more difficult? Are there more set plays at one mm. end of the ground as opposed to the other? I think defence, coaching the defence is a little bit more around mechanics in terms of uh, structural, how how you move. Mm. You know, I think when you're, when you're coaching offence, there's, there's a lot more grey in there in terms of decision-making and, uh, and what works best. And, and when, when you find something that works particularly well, you know, soon enough an opposition adjusts. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot more grey within offence and, and, and decision-making base there versus defence where it's, you know, very much structural and, and you can see the shape and, you know, whether you're doing it well or not pretty quick. Nathan, we've all been scribbling what Port Adelaide's best lineup could look like for the Premiership season. We know you're loaded with half-back flankers who can run, kick and so <laughs> forth. The big question was about the tall defenders. If we believe this team list that's been put before us, you've gone with Trent McKenzie rather than Tom Cleary. How does... How did that decision play out? Oh, I think Trent's had a, a good pre-season and hasn't missed too much training. You know, Tom Cleary had pretty significant knee surgery in the off-season and really only returned to main training sort of late January. So he's had a bit of a you know a late start. So you know I, mean, I think the, the good thing is we've got lots of people that uh, have shown they've been good AFL defenders in the past and. You can't get them all in, so we'll pick the best side that we, we have at the moment. Were you disappointed with last week's hit out, or was it just a hit out? And how important is tonight's game? No, we're really positive in terms of, of how we played. Uh, you know, we, we we tried a couple of things. I think we uh, defensively looked good. I think we moved the ball really well. You know, the the, the reason the scoreboard didn't quite reflect it was we, we coughed up some soft goals. Um, we didn't quite get our conversion right uh, at the other end as well, and and you know we made some, we rested a few guys or, or shuffled them forward late in the game. So you know we were really positive in terms of how we played. So what format will you work tonight, Nathan? Was it as close as to what it would be like in round one, or are you leaving yourself open to try a few things late in the game? I think certainly in the first half we'll be looking at what round one potentially looks like for us. I mean, we're missing a couple of players that should be available for round one, but in saying that, it's going to look pretty close to, to what we roll out in the first half, and then in the second half, we might make some adjustments or rest a couple to give um, those other guys a go. So how bad was Junior Rioli that he had to be sent home? He wasn't too bad. Um, he'd just been sick for a while, so didn't feel like he was ready to play, so uh, he, he went home. So, yeah, he's He's going okay. You know, gives uh, you know, Jed a chance to to show his wares at half forward, and he's been pretty important for us when he's played probably the last three or four games at back end of last year and, and the start of this year in, in terms of his pressure and, and his kick goals as well. Yeah. Have you mapped out a little bit of a plan how you'll manage Jason Horn Francis? Do you uh, midfield minutes? Uh, is there something clear in your mind how he'll be used? Yeah, I, I think Kari's been working through what those rotations look like. It's certainly a, a challenge to to give them all the time that they want in there and also to get the balance right. I mean, the, the great thing is we've got plenty of talent 
So, you know, between Zach being back tonight, uh, Connor Rosie, Jason Horn Francis, we've got three of the most talented midfielders in the AFL. And then you've got Ollie Wines, a Brownlow medalist, and, and Bokey, who's uh, been an outstanding midfielder for a long time, with Willem Drew, who sort of glues them all together. So, you know, we've got some really nice parts in there, and you know, even Lockie Jones is showing a fair bit in there as well. So it's, it's how it all works together at the moment that, that is the challenge. I like that you mentioned Ollie. He seems to be flying under the radar, which is a good thing. It shows there's a lot of other people to talk about, but he is a Brownlow medalist. How's his pre-season been? A bit like Tom Cleary. He had a uh, pretty significant knee surgery in the off-season, and his knee was a bit worse last year than what we thought. And he's only really returned to running middle of January. Uh, and, you know, the, the internal trial a week or two weeks ago was pretty much his first hit out. So, you know, he's a bit rusty in that, but he actually went pretty well last week, given how limited his pre-season was. So, you know, he's, he's going well now, but, uh, you know, he has missed a lot of pre-season. We all know that key forwards take a while to really hit their peak. Uh, Mitch Georgiades, the expectations this year? Yeah, I think Mitch, Mitch has been, um, you know, certainly his effort and intent to, to improve has been very good. Uh, you know, what, what he, you know, his probably performances aren't quite where we, we need them. We've either need a bit more defence or a bit more offence from him um, at the moment. Certainly Charlie coming back tonight will help in that we've got Charlie and Todd who are really nice combination um, working together so that then Mitch gets to be the third and that's probably where he fits in at the moment so you know we're hoping for a good performance from him today. Nathan your senior coach Ken Inkley hasn't hidden his disappointment in not getting Radagalia out of Geelong so then you look internally at what Port Adelaide has on the list how do you think Jake Bassini and Ollie Lord will track as defensive options this year? I think Jake Bassini who you know, he's back a couple of weeks now. He's he's tracking along quite well. His, his form's been pretty good in the couple of games we've played so far. Ollie's missed all contact um, since January, just back to full contact this week. Mm. Um, I think Ollie Lord's more forward for us at the moment. So I think if okay. he hadn't got hurt, I think he had a, a liver hit in the liver in early January. Oh. If he hadn't got hurt, then you know I would have thought he would have played last week because he was going very well before Christmas uh, you know and he's probably more that forward um, maybe second ruckman for us at the moment I mean we do have a lot of our SNFL team is going to be ridiculously tall at times this year there's, there's there's a lot of height on our list it's, it's more that you know probably some of them are a little bit too young at this stage seems to be a lot of optimism around the X-man this year he's had a great preseason. Yeah, X has been um, very good. Um, you know, I think Miles Bergman has been a, something of a standout on the wing mm. probably for the last month and a half mm. and looked really impressive. He's only played a half last week, but uh, you know, um, we're probably expecting big things from, from both those guys who are, you know, Miles is 21, turning 22 later this year. No X one's... is turning 23 this year. We've got some good youth on the wings and, and we think they can they got a lot of improvement in them. So how's Travis Boak? We know you're not taking the risk after you had that heavy collision with McGovern, but how is he at the moment? Yeah, pretty good. So he trained Pink Hat Tuesday and you know had a test yesterday, but there wasn't didn't feel like there was a need to to risk him in this one. He was still a little bit too sore, but you know, given uh how sore he was post 
contact you know, in the 24 hours after the hit, it's, it's a pretty good sign that you know he's back to training already and you know he should be fine for round one. Bryn Teekle was picked up in the mid-season draft. It's always a big ask, but he seems to be impressing a lot. Uh, can you expect big things or can we expect big things from him? I think Bryn, Bryn's uh, got some really good athleticism. I think he's still very much a, a learner in terms of understanding mm. um, what his role is. And, you know, certainly in the forward line, at, at times during pre-season, he struggled a little bit. Um, but he is, you know, even I kind of look at him and, think there's some potential too as a tall defender down the track as well so he's only a, a young man who's 200 centimeters runs really well and has lovely athleticism and wants to learn and get better so you know he's he, he can certainly compete in the ruck at this stage um you know in terms of being a high level AFL footballer this year I think it's probably a bit much to ask but in terms of being like a really talented uh learner then I, then I think we've certainly got that in him Get the feeling this could be a serious game of footy tonight. It gets underway at 6.40 at the Frio Oval. You can watch it on KO and on Fox. Uh, Bass, you have a sense of humour. You'll appreciate this. Mario from Maslin's Beach, one of our regulars, has sent through a text. Bassett loves his cricket. Has he ever thought of putting his hand up as the Redbacks coach? (laughs) 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 Poor old Redbacks. They've got a a one-day final next week, though, so that'll be a... Good one. Hopefully they can have a win there. Yeah, and we'll update you. We did. We actually got. playing. We actually got the Tasmanian coaches here at the moment, so we caught up with a couple of them. Really. Uh, this morning, and um, it's interesting. They're talking about Western Australia and how much talent they've got. You know, they got Ashton Turner running around in the second eleven. They, they get to call back. I think Mitch Marsh into the their shield side today. They're uh, they're not short of talent. Maybe we just need to poach one or two of those good ones. And it's certainly a lot stronger than us. Uh, there's a game going on at the Gabba Reach. And at lunch, South Australia is three for 83. Oh, so Jakey Lehman might save us. Hey, good on you, Bass. Let's hope there's no injuries and you have a good hit out tonight. Cheers. Thank you. There he is. He didn't say no to coaching the Redbacks, though, did he, Roach? Hey, hey, hey. Keep all your options open. All right. We better go to a break because we want to head to India and get an update from Bharat Sundarasan. Who's he uh, coaching? Uh, he's, well, there was a text yesterday that he's a spy from India, but I didn't really? read it out. Read yeah. it out. That had upset him. <laughs> Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 12.54 on a Thursday afternoon, not a bad day outside. Kimbo and The Rooch with you live and interactive 0427154166. Just a reminder, the traitor joining us at one o'clock, Ash Woodland. What? You can't you say that. cannot say that, Kim. I may say it to her. No. Will she see the humour in it? She'll see the humour. I don't see the humour in it. Really? No, it's harsh. Oh, come on, tough. That's harsh. It was a joke. We've had her on the show before. I think I'm going to go back to hospital after the show. Good. I'm going to get my (laughs) stomach pumped. What was that rubbish that... Ben brought into me? We're trying to finish you off, Roach. I want those mountains in Italy. Now... Mario said a little bit earlier, he sent through a text saying, Bumfluff Benny, our producer, Ben Palmer, is now officially useless. Well, he certainly is when it comes to coffee. Well, we've got a text from Nathan from Salisbury North says, Mario claiming that Bumfluff Benny is now officially useless indicates that Benny was officially useful at some stage. And that's just ridiculous and untrue. (laughs) Right. Uh, Great show. Thanks, lads. Uh, Nathan. And... uh, 
and then Mario's doubled down, and I, I think I'm with Mario here. Presenting two superstars with substandard coffee is unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with yours today? No, well, I don't expect Ben to get them for me, so that's the difference between you and me. You think you're a rock star, Rooch. Let's hear from Matthew Hayden. What? And this is why I've got a problem with these conditions, because there's no way in the world that a spin bowler should come on in the six over. No way. Here in indoor... 4.8 degrees. That's a massive turn. That's the sort of turn you'd expect day three. I mean, you've got to give the batters a chance, Ravi. You're judging players on their performances in test match cricket. Well, hello. Day one, day two should be about batting. You've got a point. He's got a fair point. Yeah, it, he's does, got a point. it stuffs up your average, doesn't it? Yeah, but just watching the way in which you have uneven bounce and massive Massive change of direction on the bounce. I don't look some some of the batsmen aren't moving their feet to actually protect themselves, but it is like a minefield at times. Yeah, it's quite staggering. And uh, how, so do you want how it, wrong do you want did it? we get it yesterday? Oh well, we're saying if India wins the toss, they'll bet for three days. Well, they're all out for 109. Probably should have been out for 70 if we'd used the DRS properly. We're just waiting to go to Bharat in India. He's just running a little bit late, trying to get somewhere where we've got decent reception. Uh, if you're not across everything, I presume most people are. Australia have a 47-run lead. Uh, we bowled India out after losing the toss for 109 runs. Could have had two wickets, courtesy of Mitchell Stark in the first over. But everyone appealed, but they didn't have the courage to uh, go upstairs, Roach. No, and when you look at the total number of overs bowled, Matthew Hayden's point is pretty well... You can't argue with it, can you? Hey, just quickly, then. 33.2 well, overs for an innings. Yeah. At the start of a test match. We may, may be back to our normal time on for Friday's show, Roach, tomorrow, depending on what happens today. You never know. Hey, just quickly, we still not uh, haven't got Barat, but let's hear from uh, Matt Kuhneman, uh, who took five wickets yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, really special to, to take wickets out there um, with the team. I think it's a really good day for our team in general with the bowlers going real well and the batters sort of stepping up as well and doing a good job for us. But, um, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really cool, but there's a long way to go in this game. So tomorrow is going to be a massive day. Certainly is. Let's head to India now, indoor with Bharat Sundarasan, world cricket guru. We just heard from uh, Bharat. Good afternoon to you. Uh, good afternoon, guys. We just heard uh, a grab from Matthew Hayden where he was ferocious on the quality of the pitch, saying this is test cricket. It doesn't serve anyone well to have spinners on after six overs and uh, having a side out for 109 and ridiculous bounce and turn like we're seeing. 33 overs for the first dig. Seems a bit bit rich. <laughs> uh, look, yeah. I mean, uh, we've seen some pitches like this in the past in in India, where they overcompensate, uh, they are looking for something dry, but then maybe the watering goes awry, and then it gets too dry, and that's when you see the kind of uh, assistance that the spinners got yesterday in the first session in particular uh, play out the way they did. There was this one ball in particular. I'm sure you guys would have seen. Mitchell Stark was bowling to Rohit Sharma, pitched on a full length, and there was this massive puff of dust, like yeah. an explosion, yeah. and everybody, everybody there just started laughing including Stark and Rohit Sharma. That's when they realized, uh-oh, this pitch is going to go. And it did go. But as we saw as the day wore on, uh, once the little moisture underneath uh, dried out, it started slowing down. I mean, the, just the bite. And it'll be interesting to see how the first session plays out. But yeah, I mean, it's not a kind of pitch you want to be playing tested, you know. So what happens today, particularly when... 
Kim's looking for Australia to get a lead of 250. Oh, I said that'd be nice. I, re- I reckon oh, 200, they'd take that. Even <laughs> that might be demanding. Well, we've that? 40, got a 47-run lead now with six wickets in hand. On that deck. <laughs> Look, I mean, Cam Green's looked very good in the brief stay, or in his brief stay. Uh, Peter Hanscom, by far, has been the best-looking uh, batter against him so far in, on this tour for Australia. So there are things that could um, like work in Australia. Say, oh, if they get like more than 150 ahead, uh, yeah. this test match will be all by, uh, if not this evening, but tomorrow morning in Australia will be winners. So, but look, this is a, uh, they had a great chance in Delhi. They blew it to run the game deep. Uh, they have another chance here. Uh, they would have liked not losing Steve Smith late in the day. Uh, but now that they have, uh, and if Cam Green can do what everybody expects him to do, or everybody in Australia has been expecting him to do, uh, I still think Australia can um, really dictate terms. Uh, and the first 40 to 45 minutes will tell us which way this game is going anyway. Yeah. And your projection? Ooh, I actually do think um, Australia have made a lot of right decisions. They did a lot of right things yesterday. Yes, they bowled out India cheaply. Yeah. But I thought Usman Khawaja played an exceptional inning. And Manas, even though he was lucky, batted really, really well. So, so far, Australia have done everything right. What they need, uh, if they can get one and a half, two good sessions at the start today, I think they're well on their way to winning this test match. Okay. Barat, we appreciate mm. your time. We'll let you go back here in little old Adelaide where you reside. Uh, we're coming up to the one o'clock news. Let's hope it's a great day of cricket. Uh, it certainly will be. And uh, just uh, stay on the edge of your seat. That's where we'll be. <laughs> Good on you, Barat. There he is, the man that's made Happy Pants famous and popular again. What's the longest we've had a test match in this series so far? Now, they haven't, we, haven't even got, we haven't got Have to we day got four three? on any of them. No, we haven't we? got a day four. Wow. We need to get to the news, though, Roots. Okay. Do you want to throw to it? Here's the news. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Three minutes past one, Kimbo and The Rooch with you. We are live from Studio Loom OSA. Just a reminder, Nat Hurst coming up at 1.25. Adelaide United assistant coach Mark Milligan at 1.32, roughly. All right, I don't know how I'm going to go with this next interview, Rooch. Well, the point of how big this signing is for Port Adelaide is your reaction as if the world has collapsed? Well, I'm worried I won't get through the interview. I may start crying. I'm known Uh, to have a tear and shed a tear. I have a human crush. I'm a bit of a fanboy when it comes to this person. Uh, We heard rumours this may be happening. It was confirmed, what was it, yesterday, Roach, that Ash Woodland would be going from Adelaide to Port. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um, Ash joins us now. Hello, Ash. Congratulations. (laughs) Hey, guys. Um, How are you going? I know. Hang on, I'm going to cry. Oh, I'm going to cheer. <laughs> Welcome to Albert and Ash. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I was there this morning and the deck looks good. Oh, you look um, good in black. Let's go back through all this. We've spoken <laughs> to you a few times. I'll be serious here. This yeah. is a that massive is a massive move for you and it would not have been easy. How did it start? How did it come about? And when did you decide to bite the bullet? Yeah, so, no, it wasn't an easy move. Um, even though I am a Port supporter... Um, it was not easy for me because I love the Crows. They um, become my family. I'm emotionally attached to mm. the girls there, the coaching staff. Um, 
but I think Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday night before the signing on Wednesday, I think I um, made my decision maybe around nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock. But yeah, it was a lot of discussion, um, and yeah, um, so, so it wasn't did, yeah, it wasn't easy. But if we so get to the beginning, yeah, yeah. I'm curious as how how this whole played out at the very start. Um, obviously contacted my manager and um, with the SP signing yeah. and all of that. Um, yeah, it just sort of came out of nowhere. It was mm. sort of last minute and, yeah, the decision had to be done really quickly. But I um, sat down with my partner, Adam, and my family and we went through a few things, obviously talked to Crows and stuff. Um, and, yeah, obviously they would have loved me to stay with them. But um, the opportunity at Port was... Um, uh, really good and it would have yeah um, helped me with the future so I'm really excited to be at Alberton and um, start start training with the girls and getting to know them. Uh, now we have to be really serious here because uh, people will be, yep. pro supporters will be disappointed but like yep. the landscape at the moment, uh, our understanding this was a godfather offer and basically there, yep. there's this is your profession now and there's no mm. way in the world no matter how much you love being at the Crows you could turn your back on this Yeah that was yeah, that was a big thing with the decision. Mm. Um, even the girls and the coaching staff at Crows were really understandable. It was sort of too good to be true. Um, it would mean that I don't have to work 30 hours a week um, mm. elsewhere, so I can put more into my football, which that is my goal. Um, I want to be full and a full-time athlete, and we don't know when women's football will be full-time. So if I've got the opportunity to do that right now and better myself as a footballer, then, yeah, I was um, willing to take that opportunity. And Ash, you're in your sweet spot now at 24 years of age. You must still like yeah. you're still on the improve. Yeah, 100%. I just want to get better. And um, hopefully um, I can do that at Adelaide with all the girls that are there in the forward line as well with Gemma Houghton and Erin. I think it would be good really working with them. Um but, yeah, I've definitely got a lot more in my football career, and I know that. Um, but, yeah, I'm so excited to be at Alberton. Hey, we're live and interactive. Uh, the texts are coming through thick and fast. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Here's one. Uh, there must be a little story here. Hey, Ash, how did your mum take the news? <laughs> yes, I think everyone, even in the comments section on Facebook and Instagram, know my mum's a diehard Crow supporter. Um <laughs> Look, she she's she's my mum, so she's going to support me no matter what, even though she's a Crow supporter. She will come to all my games. She always has. She's my number one supporter. But you'll still probably find her at the bar at the Crows game. So <laughs> you'll find her at both games. She just loves women's football, and she still goes to the Sample W. So, yeah, mum's just a mad footy fan. So, Ash, when you've been part of a successful program at Adelaide, and mm. as you point out, it's got an enormous culture that's been built from day yeah. one what's that phone call like when you have to and who did you tell first at Adelaide I've got an offer here that's yeah. too good to refuse I, I have to go yeah well obviously I was talking with the coaching staff doc and um the Phil Harper and Kat our list manager um yeah discussions was with them as well um once I had made my decision I did I, then, I was then told I had to call the head coach and my mm. teammates so that was probably, yeah, the hardest thing I had to do. How was... Uh, was up we, until 11, 11.30, doing oh, well, that. dearie me. Uh, we, we know that Phil Harper's in Bali on a holiday at the moment. You've stuffed, yeah, that, you've stuffed that up for him. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, he was leaving and he, he's, yeah, he was devastated that he was leaving in a time where he didn't think would be 
um, so crucial. But mm. yeah, um, I lo- yeah, I'll meet up with Phil Harper when he gets back for a coffee. Um, we're still really close with him and his family. So. Uh- Ash, we understand these are special rules that allow players to move, like we've just seen Emily Bates is going from Brisbane to Hawthorne. Yeah, Huge. Where were you committed to Adelaide contractually before the new rules were brought in? Um, yeah, so obviously I was, I, I didn't even think about moving until this arrived. The opportunity came, and sometimes you've yeah. got to take opportunities like this with two hands. But I think because. They want to. They want to spread out the talent. They want to. They want the games to be not thrashings. They don't want someone to be yep, winning yep. by sixty points, which is understandable. Um, Adelaide have had six years in the comp to get all the best talent in SA. So Port are on the back foot. So um, yeah, I think it's a good opportunity for even even girls like me. I know I'm not that old, but I've been in through two clubs now, and I've I've had a journey and. I can help the new ones coming through port. So but, they've got lots coming through their academy. Yeah. And yeah. But how much longer yeah. were you on contract to Adelaide? Um, I was only a one-year deal. Okay. Oh, Are still you, um, hard yeah. to take for them, isn't it? How did the conversation yeah. with, the, with the doc, the coach, the world's nicest bloke go? He must tell have us had, how, that, must tell have us had how that went. He must have had a line at the end of it. A dad joke. He, yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was doc. He was himself. He was yeah. very nice and... Yeah, it was hard to break it to him, but he understood completely. Um, the club's been very, very good to me, and yeah, I'm so grateful. They made me love football again. So, um, yeah, Adelaide Football Club will always hold a special, special spot in my heart, and I'll have so many memories there. But yeah, Doc, Doc took it like Doc takes everything. Um, right. But yeah, he. He was, yeah, he understood. And what about your, it's your fiancé, Adam, isn't it? When we spoke to you last, you'd just yep. become engaged. Yep. Yeah, who did he barrack for? <laughs> so he is Crows. Is he? <laughs> he is you, a Crows supporter as well. You're staying together? He's with my mum. You're going to stay together? We are. So we get married in <laughs> April, so <laughs> we might not be getting married yet. Nah, he definitely helped with the situation. I wouldn't have, um, yeah, I wouldn't have made the decision on my own. It's both of us, so. He helped me make my decision, so yeah, he's very supportive. So, I should point out you now free up thirty hours. What, what were you doing in those thirty hours? I work at a primary school, the Pines okay. Primary School. Yep. So, I'm, yeah, I'm necessarily there, so I work with students during the week. So now I can have a little bit more work-life balance and um, yeah, focus more on my football and hopefully get even better. Will you still do that, or will you be a full-time footballer now, or are you in a marketing role at Port Adelaide? Yeah, so I'll um, mostly be a footballer, and then um, a few days a week I'll work in the. Uh, I should be working in the community role, so I'll even come to schools. Well, um, and talk talk to students. Personally, you've broken my heart, but I totally <laughs> understand, and uh, we will follow you and watch you with great interest at Port Adelaide, and uh, we congratulate you. Um, it's not. Uh, it's the system that has brought this situation about yeah. and it, uh, it gives the opportunity for many girls now to be semi-professional and uh, look you know this is a big move in Adelaide and the AFLW landscape but the Emily Bates one how do you feel about that one apparently going to Hawthorne they're securing a bit of talent yeah they are um, I think Emily Bates and Bodie I think went to yep. Hawthorne so I think a few are leaving Brisbane so not sure how the coach is going to be feeling right now, um, but yeah, that was a big move. I don't think anyone was expecting it, but that's that's what's happening in the AFLW system at the moment. It's PSP signings and it's trying to um, spread out the talent, which is understandable. So Indeed. some that these girls are getting offered 
yeah, four-year contracts, which other clubs can't offer you. And, yeah, four years of security is massive in um, football. Well, we congratulate you again. We fully understand and uh, cannot wait for the first showdown this year. And welcome home. <laughs> Shut Thank up, you. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Good on you, Ash. Oh, I tell you, there's, oh, a, there's you a bit of taken tr- this one, Will, have you? No, oh, you know I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, Rich, I wish her all the very best. I mean, she uh, comes from very humble backgrounds, yep. and this is an opportunity for her that is way too good to even consider not doing. Yeah, it would what? have been ridiculous not to go. Do you want the flip side of it? They're lock lists, aren't they? I know yep. Port get two extra uh, for the upcoming season, but whatever list decision you make to bring in, something has to happen at the other end. So Britt Perry and Tessa Dumanis will not, be playing for Port Adelaide in the AFLW well, in the It's a brutal season. world. That's yep. a semi-professional sport. Uh, a lot of texts were coming through. I didn't think it appropriate to read some of them why Ash was there, but mm. uh, we will read them out. That's what we're uh, here any for. Any tongue-in-cheek? Uh, yeah, some. Yeah, okay. yeah, some are serious. Uh, but, you know, this is That's what we do. rivalry. Yep. We provide a platform for mm. people to have their opinions. Uh, Chopsy has said uh, there's not much pressure on Ash. Six goals should win the goal-kicking at Port. Right, boom, boom, humour. Uh, this one, a little more serious. Yeah. Hi, guys. Absolutely disgraceful by Ash and the AFLW for allowing this. Shows the true character of Ash and the thanks she wants to show the Adelaide Football Club for giving her a chance. Just remember, club swappers are never remembered after football and are quickly forgotten at the end of their career. That's from Glenn. Glenn's put his name to that. Okay. Really different situation uh, here with the... This is not someone going for an extra 10% or no. 20%. No. This is someone that now Ooh, has a full-time job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so – and my understanding is that uh, she'll be now earning more than Chelsea Randall. I'm not trying to put pressure on it. And Sarah Allen, who are superstars of the game. So the pressure will be on Ash, but there's no Text way. from Glenn, was it? Yeah, that was Glenn. Glenn, I'd love your response to this because I'll do it to just be a real yep. devil's advocate here. Do you say the same to Jordan Dawson, who broke Sydney's spirit in that they were so keen to keep Jordan Dawson? Now they see him as an opposition captain. Are you going to say that to Jordan Dawson, Glenn? That's the same thing. Yeah, well, there's I mean, a players, lot of players, but this this is this is a lot different. No, but if that. he's taking issue with players I mean, in terms of clubs, I mean, in terms of supporting Ash, there's there's a lot more reasons why Ash should have gone than than Jordan. But players have swapped clubs yeah. since. I think the uh, Phil sent through a text. I'll get to shortly. I just think it's the principle of it, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, mm. But this is the AFL. We understand it. Short-term pain for long-term gain. They want does to anyone, fast-track the equality yeah. of the competition. Does anyone except Kevin Sheedy, because it broke his heart, blame Gavin Wanganine from going from Essendon back to Port Adelaide? Mm. Um, does anyone blame Darren Jarman from going from Adelaide back, sorry, from Hawthorne back to Adelaide? That's yeah. how it works. Uh, here's one here. As Tex would say, she's gone for money over success, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> that didn't quite work hello, when he Jake said that. Lever. Yes, yeah, Jakey got managed to get got both. both. <laughs> All right, we've got to go to a break. Just a reminder, coming up, Nat Hurst and also Mark Milligan. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 121, Nat Hurst, only minutes away. We need to be quick here, Roach. A number of texts coming through. Uh, you were making comparisons with players in the AFL. Uh, Tech says, these players you mentioned, Roachie, were out of contract. Big difference. 
Another one saying Jordan Dawson was out of contract. That we'll leave on the table. We'll leave them as statements, okay? And I'll read one more because we really do need to get to Nat Hurst. Boys, Kim is talking about how it's not fair on the first teams losing players. This is in the AFLW. However, you can't have a situation where a competition is split in a way where only a couple of teams can win. Uh, the early teams have six seasons of advantage. The four new teams had 13 weeks to put a team together. You can't develop your own players. Once they decided that the women's teams would be aligned to the men's, they had to get to 18 teams as quickly as possible. Otherwise, there's a strong possibility it would negatively affect the men's competition as clubs without a women's program would start struggling for sponsorships, etc. Phil, understand True. all of that, Phil. All I'm saying is that... Um, I'm not sure it's the best way, and it's certainly I don't agree with the fact if you're top four that you can lose four of your players, which is almost 20% of your on-field team, starting team. You're leaving it up. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my view. We'll go to a break, then we'll have Nat Hurst before the news. Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Nearly 1.28, appreciate your company. Just a reminder, Mark Milligan, Adelaide United assistant coach, coming up after 1.30. Just quickly, before we get to Nat Hurst, here's a text. Uh, This is to Glenn, who was a little harsh on Ash Woodland. Uh, Have you worked for the same employer your whole life? Regardless of the offer, you are clueless. Good on you, Ashley. It's a short career. You're more of a trailblazer than someone that's turned their back on a club. That's from Brian. We've had a lot of texts like that. Uh, I fully uh, endorse and support her move as much as I would have loved to have stayed at Adelaide. Um, It was a godfather offer, and that's a lot of money when you're semi-professional, and someone that could relate to that is coach of um, Adelaide Lightning. Nat Hurst joins us now. Uh, Natty, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, we've just been talking to Ash Woodland, who's got a godfather offer from Adelaide Crows to uh, Port Adelaide, about, uh, we believe, 70-odd thousand a year. Um, you can't say no to that when you're on about a third of that before. You, I mean, it, it, it's hard nowadays to, to knock those opportunities back, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah dead Absolutely. right there. Uh, you've got an opportunity tonight, the last game of the year. It's not an easy one. You take on uh, Perth Lynx, who <laughs> are sitting in fourth place. But it's a home game. We want a big crowd there. How are you looking? I know you don't have Steph Talbot. She's had the operation. Yeah, look, down Steph, down is- Isabel Borlay. So, you know, arguably two of our best players mm. um, not there with us tonight. So, uh Look, the girls have battled. Um, they've given me everything they can up to, you know, our last practice yesterday. So we are, we're just going to go out and hopefully let loose a little bit tonight and have Ooh, a bit of fun. Okay. So you won't be tightening the defence then, I gather. <laughs> I mean, why start now? Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm oh. joking. It has been one of our focuses. Um, hopefully we can, we can get it done at a bit of a job done tonight. You're sitting in seventh yeah. place. You've got the Flames on six, but you can't really leapfrog them, can you, on percentage? Is that right? Or can you? I don't think so. No, um, not with those numbers. I don't know. Um, we, yeah, look, I, to be fair, I haven't looked at that kind of stuff for a, a while now. No. It's just been more about focusing on, it, on what we can get done. Let's you know, put it this the way. The you would have to have, have them not score. 
<laughs> yeah, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, no, no, maybe no. someone else will play a lot of defense. Oh, I don't think we've oh, seen right. much of that. Hey, Natty, we wanted to touch base because <laughs> you've been very good to us jumping on right throughout the uh, year. Uh, just quickly, though, because we've got the one thirty news coming up. Um, a bit of a shout-out to the supporter base to get mm. some people out. Mum's on seats tonight. Yeah, look, we've uh, like we've had a fantastic crowd every week. You know, no matter the numbers, it's been super loud and we, we felt the love and, and the support from, from the Adelaide um, fans. And, you know, we hope that, that they can get out there tonight and give us, you know, one last rally, um, see us out for this season and uh, just, you know, help us try and get over the line, which, you know, they've been there week in, week out. So it would be great to, to see all those, all those fans again tonight and uh, yeah just uh, hopefully send send everyone out on a happy night. Well Natty thank you for jumping on the phone to us right throughout the year in good times and tougher times we yeah. thoroughly appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having a great spirit too. Yeah. We... No too easy I'll appreciate <laughs> it thanks fellas. <laughs> we wish you all the best tonight and we'll uh, chat to you again next year. Thank you very much. Good on you. There she is, Nat Hurst. So if you want to go down and see that game, uh, support the girls. They take on the Perth Lynx, mm. who are sitting in fourth place. The game gets underway at 7pm at the Adelaide 36ers Arena. All righty, we've got the news coming up, and then we're going to talk a little bit of soccer route. Big game for the Reds. Live across SEN... You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. One thirty-five. we're live from Studio Lumo SA. We're in the home straight. We'll be heading to Indoor in India for our coverage of the second day of the third test. Looking forward to that, Rooch. I'll be watching a bit of that when I get uh, home. Mark Milligan's about 30 seconds away. Uh, Mario from Maslin's Beach says, does Spike Milligan... Enjoy the show he gets on the sidelines from Carl Viet every game. Has he learnt any new words? Well, let's find out. Mark Milligan <laughs> joins us now. How are you, Mark? <laughs> Not too bad. Yourself? Yeah. Do you get nicknamed Spike at all? No, that's been a long time. Not since my Northern Spirit days. So that's, that's yeah, quite a while since I've heard that one. And has your vocabulary grown sitting alongside of Carl Viet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I switch off when naughty words are used. So I'm not sure. <laughs> this, is, this is interesting, Mark, because some senior coaches like their assistants actually to be you know, the cool head that says, "Hey, pull your head in. You're losing focus here." Do you have, do you have that sort of role with Carl, Mark? At oh, all? Good luck. Yeah. Uh, no, look, not 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 so much. I mean, while it can mean that Carl can be, I think a little. Uh, it can be emotional at times. It's generally only flashpoints, and I think it just shows really how invested in the game it is. Uh, when it comes to, to the important decisions and the moments that need the, you know, a clear head, um, you know, I'm yet to see Carl sort of miss a beat. Mm, well, we all need to move on from match to match, but we're going to bring the elephant big time into the room here. Here he comes. Oh. Now, we are frustrated as fans after watching that Melbourne victory with that penalty because we don't get to see all the VAR data that the referee gets. Do you get to see it, Mark? Have no, I don't get to see clarity? it. We, yeah, yeah, I don't know how much I can see, but I'm going to anyway. So um, we don't see, we only see sort of what comes up on the big screen. Obviously we yeah. have our iPad as mm -hmm. well. Um, but that, that view that we have is, is from pretty much up above the stadium. So we have a, it's very difficult for moments like that. And, and obviously 
the decision on the weekend. I um, had a chat with the fourth official, and yep. it, it, it's a strange one. They're, they're basically their their reasoning behind it is that they go through the process. Once he's called over, there's a process. If there's contact, then then he has to give a penalty. And this is where it comes for me, just down to common sense and yeah. and sort of looking at at the, at the whole incident. I mean, if they took into account that the boy is never getting to the ball and yep. he actually initiates contact by stopping the the original momentum that he had, then mm. common sense says to me that someone walking with a lot of people around them is eventually going to step on someone. So it's, it, it is a little bit frustrating that it only happens because there's a break in play because he's down getting treatment. I feel that if the ball stays in play, we play on. And that that's where I think, uh, you know, VAR is, is letting us down a little bit. I think if you look at the incident isolated like they do in a still frame, then it draws a very different conclusion to if yeah. you look at the whole, yeah. you know, the whole sequence of events. Mm. Hey, we're live and interactive, uh, Mark. A text has come through from Ricky. Rick says, boys, can you ask Mark when it is likely Bernardo will return? Yeah, well, they obviously, they're away at the moment with the under-20 Asian Cup, uh, you know, um, competition. So they played their first game last night. Uh, I think they've got, well, they've still got two games left in the group and then you know, finals and things like that. So, look, we're, we're anticipating, you know, probably another f- a few weeks before, uh, you know, obviously him, Johnny Yule and, and Panache are back. Um, you know, it's a fantastic opportunity for them, obviously. For us, it's, uh, you know, it makes it a little bit tough and Bernardo in particular, obviously, coming off a long injury, um, you know, to finally get him back and getting him fit and then he has to travel, but... Look, what a fantastic honour for them, and you know they'll do us proud over there. Uh, we're getting to the business end of the season. Huge game tomorrow night at Cooper Stadium. It should be a sellout, taking on top of the table Melbourne City. Are you prepared? How's the week been? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a short week for us. Obviously, playing on Sunday against uh, Victory away. So, look, sometimes that's 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 nice. Um, you know, the boys put a decent performance in. Um, we've been. We're very, very comfortable at home, and this is a, a massive game for us. I think you see how tight, especially the top four, mm. but really the top sort of seven, eight teams are. And you know, come getting down to the business end, you know, these are these are the teams you want to be playing when it matters come the end of the season. And for us to be doing that, we need to get a good result this Friday night. They're so, a very good side, but but I think we're um, we're in good shape. So, Mark, when you played the tightest defence in the league. It became a 4-4 draw, the first one in A-League history. Now you're playing the highest scoring team in the A-League for this season. Does it go to the other extreme? Do we expect a dour contest or are you really eager to take them on scoring-wise? No, look, well, we're at home and we'll, we'll want to be on the front foot. And, you know, I think that's something that, um, you know, the, the, the players appreciate as well, being at home in front of your own fans. It's very much up to us to, to make the game and, you know, we, we will we will attempt to do that. Um, you know, we, we know where their threats are and, yep. you know, they pose a, a, a lot of those, to be fair. You know, they're a very good side, but, you know, we know what we're capable of, of as well and especially, a, you know, a full house at Coopers makes a, makes a massive difference for us as well. No defeat for seven games. The depth of the squad, how do you feel that that's carried at the moment with all the changes had by either injury or international duty? Yeah, it's not it's not been easy. Obviously, we don't have a, a massive squad, yeah. uh, so to speak, you know, to begin with. But look, I think the, that everybody who's stepped in has, has done a fantastic job, and you know, I think um, you know, there's a lot of teams that would really struggle with. I think what we've had to deal with this season in terms of you know illness, sickness, and things like this. So I just think it goes to show the the trust that Carl has, the work that 
that we do overall with them. You know, it's a long pre-season and we want to make sure everyone's on the same page for situations exactly like this. And we number, have to make changes. You need it to be as seamless as possible. Number of texts coming through, Mark. This one says, uh, any chance the Reds can get through 90 minutes without conceding a penalty or getting a red card? <laughs> That's maybe not a question for me. So, <laughs> look, we obviously, that 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 has been, uh, you know, something that, that we've addressed as much as possible from our point of view as well. But there's certain things that, um, you know, unfortunately are, are out of our control. And maybe I think that's something with the VAR as well, I think, it really needs to be clearer for the players um, from week to week because, you know, you see certain um, decisions made one week and then the next week it's, you know, it's a different version of the same rule. Here's another one. It may be serious. It may be tongue-in-cheek. I'll be interested in the answer. Has the club ever put a speed gun on the shots taken by Irukunda? He does get a bit of purchase <laughs> oh, on him, doesn't yeah. he? No, isn't that <laughs> an excitement machine? Well, that's a question we've been asking at training as well because yeah, he, when he hits them, they definitely they definitely stay hit. Um, I think it was against Melbourne Victory uh, last time at home. Um, he, he unleashed one from probably a similar distance, but unfortunate for for Marshan, their midfielder, he 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 took it uh, to the, pretty close to the face. So I'm glad that one on the weekend went in. But um, look, he has uh, yeah, he has fantastic technique and. You know, I'm excited for his future. But does that ever get done in training? Is that a mechanism for improvement in terms of striking the ball, the speed that the ball travels? Not, not, not so much speed of ball travel. Mm. Most of our uh, measurements come from you know their, their GPSs that they wear on themselves, and look, it very, very much varies. I mean, generally speaking, we're not looking at how hard they can kick the ball. It's more their technique yeah. and their ability to control where it goes. So. Um, yeah, that's something we, we maybe can look at, I think, moving forward. Mm. What about the personality of Eric what, what do you get from him as a player at training? Look, he's, I think it's very easy for people to forget just how young he is because yeah. even for myself, it feels like he's been around for a long time. So, um, look, he, he's very much at times... Um, that, that I guess that youthfulness comes out in him. Mm. Uh, he's starting to, I think, get a get an understanding of what he possesses, um, you know, football and ability-wise, and you know what his potential could be. And I think that you don't want to take that youthfulness away from no. him too soon mm. because that's part of, I guess, what makes him so special, especially at the moment. So it's very much a juggling act of, you know, not not taking that away from him, letting him enjoy his football, but understanding the responsibility that he um, that he carries as well when he does come on. Well, Mark, it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, Adelaide United taking on Melbourne City tomorrow night. 7.15pm start at Cooper Stadium. Let's hope it's a full house. We appreciate your time and good luck. Thank you very much. Cheers. If you can't get there, Roots, you can hear that game on the SEN app. Uh, that's SEN app on SEN Fanatic. Good idea. It's getting serious, though. A loss for the Reds and uh, could drop down to fifth. Um, They could temporarily go up to second place at the end of that game. Mm, Because the higher you get, more chance you get of a home final. That's important that they keep up. You need another coffee? Sorry, you just... Not if you're going to give me that rubbish that I had earlier. Well, we got you up and about, so we might have to get you another one. We've got 15 minutes to go, Rich. There's a ripple effect. Come on! Live across SEN, you're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. 
150 on a Thursday afternoon. We'll be heading to Indore in India for the second day of the third test in about nine minutes from now, Roach. It's been a bit of fun today. It's been good. It's an outdoor venue at Indoor. Yes, it is, Roach. Right. Beautifully done. Uh, Benny's just typed up. Tomorrow we'll have a Crows assistant coach to preview their game against the West Coast. We'll be joined by Barat again and Novak Djokovic yes. joining us. Yes, yes, that's it's on the cards. Beautiful. It's been nine months in the making, that interview. We, we're going to give our predictions what Australia's lead will be after the first innings, Roach. I know you'll be the prophet of doom. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, Mario, uh, no, Mario. <laughs> what's, he, what's he done there? Well, we don't mind talking about other stations. We're not going to promote what they're doing, though. Um, no, I, I didn't make another station. Well, Double A's doing the team of the 80s because things are a bit quiet at the moment, Rooch. Okay. Mario says, I will be putting Kim Dillon's name forward for a spot in the midfield. Oh, thank you very much, Mario. That's very kind of you. And uh, here's a text, Rooch. That came through earlier when we were talking about Ash Woodland's situation. Yes. Hi, Michelangelo. I'm not worried if you don't put this to air. We are happy to put it to air, Glenn. Mm. I totally agree about Dawson joining the Crows and players swapping clubs. I'm in my 40s and miss the days of loyalty Mm. to a club and supporters. Unfortunately for most players, it has become a job and us as supporters are secondary to players' thoughts. Tex, for example, will forever be remembered by supporters at the Crows as not leaving for more money. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, look, it's, in the ideal world, it's great to be a one-club player. Travis spoke. Um, but yes. it's a different world now, and you need to put food on the plate. But to go to the heart of that text, when I was in London and met with some people who were in the English game, yep. there's a chap there who works for Wolverhampton Wanderers, traditional club, and he said... He grew up, and he's gone to work for the club. He barracked for. Mm. He said, "I could name every player that we had on our list or squad or whatever you want to call it, from 1971 to 1977. They were the group, just same group year after year, with a couple of changes, young kids coming through, players retiring." Yep. He said, "I can't give you the full list, just rattling it off for the past five years at Wolverhampton and professional sport." I know, and I found that with something that was a you know secondary or third type of sport was basketball growing up, but I really enjoyed it when the 36ers had that uh, yep. successful era. Yep. But there were a lot of local players, yep. and you knew them. It was Mike Mackay, Daryl Pierce, Mark Davis. Played for years and years and years. Yeah, and right. now, if yep. you're not totally invested, and we're lucky because we do it for a living, but even now, though, the turnover of players reach, it's hard for young kids to get that attachment. You're more barracking the team than the individual a lot. As Jerry Seinfeld used to always say about basketball in the US at the end of the season, when you send... Send them all out. The only thing you can guarantee is the shirts will come back from the laundry, but not the players in them. Very good. Quoting Jerry Steinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, I didn't think you would have watched that. Here's a text from Ethel from Ethelton. Uh, I was watching free-to-air TV then because you were on it. Oh, thank you, Roach. Well, even nice. Um, <laughs> here's one that's oh, not so that nice mate? for you. <laughs> I get nervous when you're nice. Um, oh. This is Ethel from Ethelton. Hello. Uh, Ethel's just in a, a bit of a negative state. Has been for five years now. She says of you, Rooch, if it wasn't for coffee, Rooch, would be in a constant vegetative state. Oh, that's a bit harsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, you were unfortunate. You had that um, personality bypass, didn't you, many years ago? Wow. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Don't play the victim. Uh, all right. What do we want to hear? Oh, Will Hamill. Cut off at the knees Will, there. <laughs> Will Hamill. He gives a bit of dash to the Adelaide defence. Yes. But he's been unlucky. He's had seven concussions. He was on with Bixon Walshy this morning, Roach, who you love. I do. Yeah. And uh, he was asked the question, is he worried about being concussed again? No, nah, nah, not really. I feel if I um, think about, you know, I'm going to get a concussion, then it's, I'm not going to play the way I want to play. I just mm. want to hit, hit the ball as hard as I can all the time. And um, Yeah, I, I don't really think about that in-game because if you do, then it's just you're not going to be at the level. The AFL's too quick for that. Spot it's a little, on, isn't it? a little bit true too because you don't know you've been knocked out, Roach. No, but his key point though is if you yeah, I know play half-hearted, you will mm. get hit. Yeah, exactly. You? That's yep. the way to guarantee you'll Without be Without a doubt, mm. yep. Uh, this was Will, too, on the slow start against uh, Fremantle mm. and the positives they took out of that hit out. Yeah, as you said, the first kind of, yeah, 10, 10 minutes was, uh, wasn't the way we wanted to play, but I think um, we took a positive from that because we um, turned it around halfway to the quarter. Mm. So uh, we, we like to take a positive out of that. And then the way after, after that, we just um, went about it the way we wanted to play and... Um, yeah, and then yeah, so it was, it was a real, real good hit out in the end. So, yeah, we're real happy the way we went about it. Hey, we're going to hear from Chris Fagan very shortly, Rich. We've got about four minutes to go, but a really good text has come through from Corey, and this is probably a reflection oh. of a change in attitude in regards to, oh, what would you say? Well, with the DRS now, the, the, this is the text. All the talk on Australia's non-reviews in the first over yesterday. What about the terrible umpiring? Not much made of these decisions. Right. It's their job to get it right. But now we seem to not worry about that so much. The onus is back on the players to go to the DRS. We're more forgiving of a bad decision. And what do we say of AFL goal umpires? <clears throat> How often do they say, oh, I think I know what I should be calling here, but I'm going to take the safe bet and go with video review. Hmm. Which hey, holds uh, up the game. You were groaning then. It threw me. Uh, what's happened? Uh, the Redbacks? Yes. Funny that you would get it 100% right. What would make me go, oh. Yeah, well, I was halfway through the sentence. I thought, hello, oh. you've either got some really bad news or it's the Redbacks. They're six for 115. 115. Um, how much time we've we got? Let's hear from Chris Fagan. You announced yesterday, Rich, when the, the story broke about a dual captaincy. This mm. is uh, Chris Fagan on dual captaincies. And boys, we've decided to go with two captains, all right? Um, uh, after giving it a lot of thought, uh, we think it's a really big role now. There's a lot of things that a captain has to do. We couldn't separate these blokes on, on votes, on, on their interviews, on anything, so we've decided to go with two. And I know those two blokes are really excited about working together. Um, that was him actually addressing the players. He's got such a relaxed manner. Uh, here's Lockie Neal talking about what he's learnt from some great captains already. Uh, well, I've been pretty fortunate. I've had um, four really good captains at AFL level. The first one was Matthew Pavlich, who I admire and respect enormously, um, so I'll probably touch base with him along the way. Um, Matt Fife as well. Had David Money for a year and, and obviously Zork. So um, in my time in the AFL, I've had four really different but really good um, examples for, for captains. Was he in a spin dryer then? <laughs> Good, Rooch. Um, here's one from Rick. Hopefully you've got the answer on this, Rooch. I'm not across it. Uh, boys, do the Crows get any compensation for losing Ash? Are they... uh, we haven't had... I, the last thing I saw when the first thing was done about, you know, Port Adelaide, Sydney, Essendon, Hawthorne getting was... Yeah, there they is. Said there would be a, um, 
that would be decided later. They hadn't actually declared how that would play out. Okay. But there will be something. Yeah, it, uh, Rick goes on to say, if not, this is a disgrace. If they do it, uh, should be very high given her goal-kicking exploits over yeah. the last three there'll be, years. There'll be draft picks, won't there? All righty. We're nearly done, Roots. I think we've got a minute to go. Let's do just some predictions. Uh, mm. I've asked Bumfluff Benny and Brendan Lyons, our panel operator here, does both do a wonderful job. Did we ring Matt Randell to get what, his prediction? No, we didn't. Oh, no, no. What Australia's lead will be in this first innings at indoor. Yeah. Now, Bumfluff Benny's gone 110, you have little faith. Mm. Lyons, he says 183. Australia leading by 47 at the moment. Six wickets in hand. Yes. That's right. I am going 201. What are you, as the prophet of doom, Mr. Negative, Mr. Grumpy Pants? 99. <laughs> so we're going to lose six wickets for 50. I have a look at that deck. It is a disaster. Just watch the ball and hit it. It's Can't not be that, that easy. Easiest sport in the world to play. Oh, <laughs> wow. How many test matches did you play? Well, I chose, as someone I chose, would say. I chose other sport, Rich. I was a state runner. Um, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, we are about to head to India. Let's hope Australia does us proud. Thank you for your company today. Fingers crossed we should be back at 12 o'clock tomorrow. Io voglio fare l'amore con te. Goodbye, everyone. You're an idiot. <laughs>